Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. All right, y'all, let me start this by saying just holy shit. What a crazy win for Colorado State out at UNLV. CSU's first win over the Rebels at the Thomas and Mack Center since 2017. UNLV historically a thorn in CSU's side, even the good teams seem to struggle with UNLV. They obviously swept CSU last year, did a little bit of payback in that regard. But this was desperately needed by the Rams coming off of that heartbreaking loss to Air Force. They obviously got just punked on the the glass in that one. I talked about needing to be more resilient. They came out and they certainly were in this one. So I'm really looking forward to breaking all of this down. I'm going to talk about some of the key moments. I'm going to talk about Isaiah Stevens and point out just how savvy he was in some of those key moments. We'll talk about the other guys, the rotation. I felt like Medved really played the minutes well in this one with everybody, a lot of quick subs. But I'll break it all down. Definitely a lot to go over. One of the craziest games that I can remember, Isaiah Stevens. I mean, that shot at the end of regulation to... To hit that off the glass over a pair of defenders from half court, you're not even making that on 2K. To do that in the heat of the moment, though, is absolute insanity. He had a ton of really impressive moments in this one. Before I rave about him, though, let me just get this off of my chest, get this one uh, thing I want to complain about off my chest before we talk about just a really gritty performance from the Rams, a really memorable showing one of the key signature conference wins of the Medved era, in my opinion. But unfortunately, a lot of folks at home missed the vast majority of the first half. Uh, The game in front of it went long. I don't think the TV broadcast officially switched over until there was about a minute and a half left in the first half. Now, you can stream it online. That's what I do. But I just don't understand how in 2023 we still have these issues. It's always CBS Sports Network. They don't schedule any buffer period whatsoever in between games. And about, I don't know, 20-30% of the time, this is what happens. Sometimes it's only a couple of minutes. It's not that big of a deal. But, I mean, to miss 18 and a half minutes of the broadcast, that's just insane. I understand these TV companies are trying to maximize their profit by having as many games on as possible. But nobody struggles with this the way that CBS Sports Network does. It's always CBS Sports Network. Again, you can technically pull up a live stream, and that's what I always do. 
but their website is not user-friendly at all. It usually takes me a couple of different Google attempts to get it if they don't have it pulled up on the on the broadcast, like go to cbssports.com slash so-and-so or whatever. If you just go to their site, it's not very intuitive. But it's just crazy to me that they account for zero buffer period, zero chance of the game going long, something that happens incredibly frequently in sports. Maybe I'm asking for too much. Maybe I'm just ignorant to how this process works and it's not possible, but I don't understand why you can't plan for 15 to 20 minutes of studio time in between. Maybe it's just because they're trying to save money. They don't want to pay the studio guys. I don't know. But I do feel bad for those that missed the vast majority of the first half. It was competitive. I felt like the Rams defensively set the tone early in this one. You know, it wasn't a perfect effort on that end of the floor by any means, but the rotations were much more consistent. It looked like the communication was solid. You know, I'm covering the game remotely, so you can't hear some of that stuff the way you can when you're in the building. The shot contests were a lot more consistent. To hold UNLV to 70 in regulation in their own building, that's significant. And to me, as much as this game was about Isaiah Stevens' heroics, and don't get me wrong, he played a major factor in this one. I'm going to talk about him in a lot of key moments here coming up. I feel like it was the effort defensively, those shot contests, a couple of key blocks, an effort on the glass. CSU finally out-rebounded somebody, 38-37. to It was those little moments that ultimately added up, and that was the biggest difference between this game and Air Force, that and the resiliency. Shot-making as well, I suppose, but you could say that in literally any game that you lose. If you made more shots, he would have won. But this is hopefully going to be the type of gritty performance and outcome that sparks this group and just gets them to do this consistently because they have talent. You don't beat St. Mary's on the road. You don't beat UNLV in Vegas if you don't have talent. The consistency has not always been there, especially when the Rams are struggling on the offensive end. We've seen it kind of creep over onto the other side where if they're not hitting shots, then all of a sudden they're a step slow defensively, not boxing out, not working as hard. And, you know, as frustrating as that can be, it's also not shocking given the wonkiness within the lineups from game to game. Injuries have been really tough on the Rams. It seems like they're finally getting to a healthier place. Uh, If you missed it, Kevin Lytle did report that Josiah Strong will not play again this season. He's been struggling with complications due to mono. That's unfortunate. He was supposed to be one of the biggest keys in the rotation this year. Three and D guy, a bigger, more impactful version of Kendall Moore was kind of the hope. We'll see what happens with him. There's a possibility he can medically redshirt and come back for one more season. The fact that he's still on the bench, active, seems to be enjoying his time with his teammates leads me to think that it's a, it's a, at least a a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it. Don't want to put words in his mouth or indicate that I know what his future holds because, I again, I just have not had a chance to talk with Josiah of late. But the lack of continuity from game to game, it had been a factor, particularly in that tough stretch, you know, where they lost, what was it, like six of eight? Not trying to sit here and make excuses or anything like that. The Air Force lost especially was unacceptable at home. The way they lost it, too, was really, really bad. But this was certainly the best that Isaiah Stevens has looked all year. Jalen Lake seems like he's, if not 100%, at least close to it, getting closer to it, has been very impactful on both ends of the floor. Uh, We're seeing more Tavy Jackson out there. There's finally been a little bit of continuity from game to game, and 
to me, I felt like in this one, Medved really just perfected the rotation. I, I talked about after the Air Force game, I felt like Baylor Hebb needed to be playing less and Joe Palmer needed to be playing more. That happened in this one. Joe just provides a spark. I mean, the energy that he plays with on both ends of the floor, it's contagious. He's always going to give his all defensively. He's going to box out. He's going to attack the glass. And he's capable of getting to the hoop or knocking down an open jump shot as well. To me, he's just more consistently a positive impact out there. And I'm not trying to rip on Baylor by any means. Again, everything that I've heard about him behind the scenes, that he's a terrific teammate, busts his ass in practice, and they are going to need him to be able to eat a couple of minutes off the bench, especially if there's you know another injury situation, if somebody gets into foul trouble. They're going to need him to be able to play a role in the rotation at various points. If it's a guy that is going to be playing you know over 10 minutes a night, though, I think it should be Joe Palmer. He had 14 minutes in this one, two of five from the floor, five points. Just felt like he was a spark plug. Really liked what they got from him off the bench. I really liked what they got out of all the guys off the bench. Tavy Jackson played 27 minutes, only two field goal attempts, had no points, but he had three rebounds and six assists. I mean, so he's still playing really hard, still doing the little things, even if he's not scoring. Did have four personal fouls in this one. He can be a bit handsy at times, a bit aggressive. I can live with it, though. I can live with a guy that is going to buy in and play that hard on defense, especially a freshman, and and when he's not getting to be the dude offensively like he was in high school. That's not an easy adjustment for everyone, and the fact that he's been able to do so really quickly is a testament to his maturity. I think the future is really bright with him, and man, I don't know if you see some of these numbers with Kyan Evans on Twitter, but 2023 signee is a big deal as well. A lot of really intriguing up-and-coming talent in this program. When Kyle Evans gets healthy, he's going to be really good too. But the last guy off the bench that I want to talk about before we get into Isaiah Stevens, some of the key moments for him down the stretch and the starters, is James Moores. Because if he can play like this on a nightly basis and be this impactful, CSU is going to have a good chance to win most nights. I mean, 24 minutes off the bench, 4 or 5 from the floor, Nine points, nine rebounds, also had four assists. But he looked like the James Moores that came up huge in the win over San Diego State at Viejas last season. Played really good down the stretch of the NIT run a couple of years ago as well. He's had these spurts where he's really flashed his potential. He's also had games where he seemingly just kind of disappears, unfortunately. But this version of James Moores, that can be a rim protector, that's a threat to score offensively, that's efficient, that has the touch at the rim, but is also demonstrating the knowledge and the touch to be able to pass out when they close in on him. It's huge, and the Rams need a lot more of it. Him and Cartier can be a really nice one-two punch in the front court. No, CSU's never going to be like the most overwhelming team in terms of size or you know clogging up the paint or anything like that but they just need to be impactful enough to give this team a chance. You know that Cartier is a bucket offensively. He, you know, has not brought much on the glass or defensively this season. But if you can count on James to eat up 20-ish, 20-plus minutes a night and do some of that stuff that Cartier is not doing on the glass and defensively and then still be able to, you know, kick it down to Cartier, who's just a walking bucket at any point, that's a pretty nice one-two punch. Still wish we would have gotten to see Jacob Jennison with this group. He just unfortunately has not been able to stay healthy in his career, but based on everything that we've heard, he was in line to start, was having a tremendous offseason. 
it was going to be his year. Nevertheless, didn't work out. The Rams have trying, been trying to figure out this rotation all season long. To me, this was, this was the perfect way to have it, to split the minutes. Some nights Cartier is going to play a little bit more. Some nights James is going to play a little bit more. If you can trust both of them to be impactful, though, you're going to at least have an opportunity to be competitive. The problem is there are times where James just doesn't seem to have it offensively, and you're essentially playing four on five on that end. And then on the other end, Cartier doesn't bring it defensively, so you're kind of playing four on five that way. They can never find some middle ground on a consistent basis. I think CSU can be pretty solid. All right, I want to talk about Isaiah, and I want to talk about these starters. Real quick, though, the NFL playoff picture is locked in. My go-to place for wildcard round action is with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. With action so good, why would you bet on the NFL playoffs anywhere else? Maybe some of you even got in on the Jaguars when they were down 27-0 last night, expecting the Chargers to charger it, and of course they did. Anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code DNVR, new customers can bet $5 on the NFL, get $200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, see show notes for details. I also want to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. I have been taking AG1 every day for a couple of years now. It's really helped with my digestion. You know, I I just wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy, but I didn't have time to take a million different pills and supplements. Also, I just don't like them. Like, I don't like taking pills. I don't like swallowing them. That's why this supplement is so perfect for me. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. It's got a mild tropical taste. It's not chalky like some of the other stuff you'll try out there on the market. And with just one scoop, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, probably all the things you should be concerned about. I take it in the morning. It's an easy routine to just establish every single day, you know, like coffee, but actually good for you. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're good there. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews and they're recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body is actually going to absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. One more time, that is athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cool, 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 cool. Let's talk about Isaiah Stevens because he went off. I mean, one of the most impressive individual performances by a Ram that I can remember. 
33 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, according to Mike Donovan, at the Mike Donovan on Twitter. Isaiah recorded the first 38-8 game in Mountain West history, flirted with a triple-double there. He's done that a couple of times in his career. His shot-making was next level in this one, which is to say that he looked like an NBA superstar. Some of those threes that he hit with a hand in his face were incredibly impressive. He was able to create his own shot. He was able to hit shots off the assist. I mean, it did not matter if the ball was in his hand. He was making plays. Obviously, the biggest highlight of the night was his shot at the end of regulation, which tied the game. It was absolutely insane. The fact that he was able to bank it in over a a pair of defenders. I mean, maybe one in a hundred. Maybe you make that one out of every a hundred times in game in that scenario. And in this particular case, it just happened to be that one great inbound pass from Isaiah Rivera, about a 50 foot pass. He showed off his inner high school quarterback there. It is a play that the Rams work on in practice. So that is a scenario that they're, prepared for but to do that in the game is just it's a whole nother deal there are just so many things that have to go right you have to get the pass off with a defender you know trying to to shield Rivera's vision you have to catch the ball if you're Stevens and he goes up like a receiver in between a defender and pulls it down he has to land dribbles once turns and gets set so that he can get a quality look off and is you know positioned facing the hoop And then you still have to try and get a quality shot off over the defenders with a hand in your face all while the the seconds are are winding down. It was just insane awareness, perfect execution in the crunch time. To me, though, there were a couple of key moments that, that really led up to it. And one of the things that I had in my notes, even before we got to that shot, was when CSU was down 68 to 64 with about 8.4 seconds to go, UNLV let... Isaiah rolled the ball past midcourt, so the clock didn't even start going until he was about two steps past the, the midline. He ended up only using about three seconds, steps up and hits a three to get the Rams within one with about five and a half to go. If they just press there and make CSU eat up a couple of more seconds, I think UNLV wins. Not 100%. I mean, their free throw shooting was not stellar down the stretch, had a couple of opportunities to go two for two at the line and probably would have been able to slam the door. Couldn't do it. Nerves got to him or, or whatever, just weren't able to execute in that scenario. But to save those couple of seconds was big because so much happened in those final five seconds. Zay hits that shot, gets the Rams within one. Then he almost gets the steal, ruled out of bounds. So the Rams foul quick. Again, UNLV can't close the door at the line. And instead of only having like one second to try and throw the ball and and get a catch and shoot off, they had close to three seconds, which is what allowed Isaiah to to dribble once. It's what allowed him to position himself so that he was square facing the hoop and not trying to throw the ball up in some contorted angle. Like to me, that was the difference in the game. I mean, I, I talk so much about the little moments, the little things, rebounding, boxing out, diving for loose balls. And in this case, it was the decision to not press, not even to pressure at all. I mean, they they let Isaiah roll the ball past midcourt completely uncontested. It, it did not make sense to me in the moment. I was shocked. And in hindsight, that's what allowed enough time to remain for all the chaos to ensue and for CSU to force overtime. If you just press there, make Isaiah take a couple of more seconds off, I'm not so sure if, you know, a minute and a half later of real time, whatever it was later, that the Rams would have had a couple seconds still to get that pass off 50 feet down court to allow Isaiah to jump, catch it, 
turn set, get the shot off. It was huge. And that awareness from Isaiah is huge, as was his awareness in overtime. You know, in that final possession, he originally has the ball, dumps it off. He keeps moving. He doesn't just stop. He keeps moving. And as a result of that movement, he's able to get in the corner, gets the ball back, hits the step back three, puts the Rams up 82-81 with three and a half seconds left in OT. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. When the game was on the line in the final minutes of regulation and in the final stretch of overtime, Isaiah made the exact right play every single time. And I know I've been rambling for a couple of minutes here, but the reason that I bring it up is because it was all significant. Like the highlight shot, that was insane. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was one of the craziest moments. That shot's going to get played in the, the pregame videos at Moby. It's going to be on Sports Center for months. But it was all the little moments that added up and allowed the Rams to even be in that position in the first place to have a chance to steal it. And I'm just so impressed with the shot making, with the decision making, the mentality of refusing to lose. This was as impressive of an individual performance as I can remember. I mean, it's it's up there with Gian Clavel's 37-point game at Viejas, which I didn't think anybody would ever touch, especially not in a true road environment. This was the type of game that 20 years from now when you're sitting around shooting the breeze with your fellow Ram fans and you're reminiscing about some of the great games you've watched and you go, you remember the Isaiah Stevens games? And they know exactly what you meant. It was epic, and it couldn't have happened for a more deserving guy. Isaiah is now fifth all-time in scoring. He's within 13 assists of breaking the all-time program record there. When it's all said and done, he will be in the conversation for the greatest basketball player in Colorado State men's basketball history. What a game. I mean, what else can you say? I'm I'm trying to be eloquent here, but just what a game. You get that, Isaiah, with that combination of the front court playing well, Jalen Lake, John Tanjay, Riv doing some of the dirty work. You know, Lake did have four turnovers, which is more than you would like to see. But he had 13 points. He had five assists, a couple of rebounds. Tanjay had five boards, had 12 points, three of seven from the floor, cut down his turnovers, which was good to see. This team can make some noise. I'm not saying their ceiling is quite as high, at least on paper, as what it was last year. If you get in the big dance, who knows? Weird things do happen in March. Anybody that watches the tournament understands that. All I'm saying is that the expectation is is not that this group is going to go on and accomplish you know, what the Rams did last year or surpass that. But after the way that they lost that Air Force game, I was starting to feel like, man, is this going to be a wasted season? Is this really how this is going to go down with Zay's final year, with, you know, the, the final run for some of these veterans? Maybe this was the spark that they needed. It's not going to get any easier from here. The schedule is just brutal in the Mountain West. It's going to be an absolute gauntlet. And now, of course, the Rams are, are lucky to get a pissed off San Diego State team who's coming off of a loss to New Mexico. They're going to be eager to get back on track. They're a really talented team. Both ways have a ton of length. They can lock you down defensively. Not quite as as potent offensively as what I was expecting, but they still have Matt Bradley, and he's one of the most dangerous scorers in this conference. They did a good job of adding some guys out of the transfer portal. But if you can do the little things, if you can defend consistently for 40 minutes, if you can box out, if you can make it close, just keep it close on the glass, and you can get some of these big shots, anything is possible. For whatever reason, over the years, it's kind of felt like the Rams either pull an upset against San Diego State or in a, in a dramatic fashion, or they end up getting kind of blown out. So I guess we'll see what happens there. 
but I'm hoping that this game can be the catalyst that sparks just some consistency from this group because they do have enough talent to be competitive to finish in the top half of the league. And if you can do that and you can work out your rotation and you can get hot at the right time going into the Mountain West tournament, we'll see. That's what it's all about. That's why you play a full season and don't just write the story off after one game. But there's no doubt that the Rams needed this one. It was an epic win, incredibly gritty. I will certainly remember it for the rest of my life. And I hope that gas station snack trip hits a little bit different for the road Rams this time around. All right, that's all I have for now. I'm sure I'm going to talk about this game more in the coming days. We're going to try and catch up with some transfers that CSU football has coming in. Uh, All kinds of stuff going on. It is a crazy time to be a CSU fan. Shout out to all of you for continuing to support my work, for all the kind responses given my situation. Love all you guys. You make my dreams come true. Enjoy this win. You guys deserve it. As always, go Rams. Much love. Peace. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCR He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like